Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. Guess what time it is, everybody? It is Friday with the wife. That means that the one, the only, the lovely, and the talented, Kimberly Murgatroyd is in the house. Kimberly, say yo. Yo. So we are going to give you some tips, tricks, tactics, strategies, things that are useful to us working together, living together, raising a kid together, 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 together. It's like we're always freaking together. To get her is like I like to say, (laughs) to get her. So we're going to talk about a few different things today. The first of which is going to be don't live a freaking Groundhog Day life. So what do we mean we don't want to live Groundhog's Day? What is Groundhog's Day to you and how do you prevent yourself from living it? Well, Groundhog Day, if you remember the movie with, I think it was Bill Murray, where Mm -hmm. every day he woke up and he had to relive the same exact day over and over and over again. So I think so many people fall into that trap of living that same day. They wake up, they brush their teeth, they go to work, they come home, they feed the kid, they you know read the story, they go to bed and they wake up and they do it all over again. There's not that, that fire, that American dream, I don't believe is alive in the general population. And I think it's so easy to fall into that trap and just living every day, you know, the same exact way as you lived the day before. Have you found, have you ever, Ever felt yourself living Groundhog Day? Yeah, actually, you and I, a long time ago, like over a decade ago, um, we found ourselves in that trap, or at least I did. And you made a really good recommendation. You read the four hour work week and you said, you know, Tim Ferriss has this thing called the dream line. And I think we should do it and figure out like, what do we really want? Because you were just, you know, um, clicking away, going to the office. I was just doing my job. And, you know, it was just, it was literal repetition. Every day was the same. And we hadn't developed Jets at Life yet. We weren't um, doing any like, extracurricular type activity. Extra extra curly activity. Yeah. So, I mean, you suggested the Dreamline, which for anyone, I highly recommend. It is all about finding out what do you want to have, be, and do within the next six months. So it's not like a vision board 10 years down the road. It is literally, what do you want now? From a practical standpoint, for those of you that don't know what the Dreamline is, let me just take a second and give you some um, uh, some tactics on how to use it. Like Kim alluded to, um, you want to write down what you want to have, be, or do. Very often... Um, we we set goals that are too far in the future. You know, a lot of times I, I laugh with my friend Darren now about, um, 
you know, what our 10 year plan looks like. Now the, between the two of us, we don't make a 10 minute plan, but when we were 20, you know, we had the tw- the 10 year plan. Of course, none of it comes, came true. The Dreamline is designed to be, a, to have some very high constraints, six months to a year at the absolute, um, at the absolute longest to put enough pressure on you to be able to accomplish it and not be too far. So you're coming up with three categories. The first category is what do you want to have? And it might be a car. Let's use um, an Aston Martin DB9 or DB11 is probably what they're up I to mean, now. I mean, is that what you're... <clears throat> Is on yours. That was pretty specific. Uh, well, the reason why I use that is only because that's the example that he used in uh, the four-hour work week, um, and it, it's a good example because the the Aston is such a high ticket car, but in reality, you could probably get it. I, I don't know what the number is, but let's let's say it's be, let's let's call it. It's probably between fifteen hundred US and uh, two thousand US. So let's say seventeen hundred dollars a month. So you write on your dream line. You know, I want to have an Aston, and that's seventeen hundred dollars a month. I want to be, and in Kim's case, maybe a dancer. Right. So how much is is it to be a dancer? It, you know, maybe it's a hundred bucks a month for a class. And what do you want to do? I want to take a a trip to you know, I don't know, the Grand Canyon, right? So the idea is that you come up with um, how much all of these things cost and then you come up with um, a TMI and a TMI stands for not too much information, but but total monthly income. Uh, By the way, I think the TMI expression came out post for our work week. And I don't think he would have used that acronym (laughs) had he he known that that was going to evolve that way, but it's your total monthly income. So you come up with a number and you look and you go, okay, so to live this dream life, to be somebody that's driving this car, dancing and, you know, taking this trip costs X amount of dollars. So you reverse engineer, and in his example, it would be a muse, but you reverse engineer what the total monthly income is for you to accomplish that dream. So circling back to Groundhog's Day, if you want to avoid Groundhog's Day, go to uh, dreamline.com. You can even Google uh, Jet Set Life and Dreamline and you'll come up with our blog um, and uh, the PDF that we created that will you know, give you the, uh, the, uh, the tools that you need to create your own. So if you're finding yourself living in Groundhog's Day, I strongly recommend it. Yeah, like just think about that. Every six months you sat down with a glass of wine with your spouse and you both did this. How different would the next six months six months be if you just took action? And that's the other thing. You have to take action on these goals. Otherwise, they're just, you know, dreams on a piece of paper. They're, you know, you're not gonna do anything with that. So sit with your spouse. Uh, if you like wine, have a glass of wine, whatever cocktail, something to like chill you out, get you, get put some music on, get your brain flowing and not in what you think you can do in the next six months, but what would light you up? What would be a dream? And realistic enough that it is accomplished. Um, like Rob said, and he gave really great detail on that. Really, really good. Now let's move on to the second area or the third area, whatever number we're on, which is the area of personal development. So <clears throat> so did I, did I skip something? Yeah. Well, so you skip stupid idea time mm. because stupid idea time is huge for us. We love to play stupid idea of time. And this is part of that dreaming together process. So if you're in a situation where you're like, you know, I, I really wish that we X, like 
how let's t- let's where do you want to travel to um we need more money for our family i really want to get in shape whatever like the big thing that's like riding on your heart right now sit down and play stupid idea time and i don't know why everything we do involves a glass of wine but it does so you know, I think it gives you um, a less of a barrier. Listen, it's been around since Jesus, okay? <laughs> like, there's a reason. Like, very yeah. very, very, few things uh, last thousands of years. Yeah. There's a reason. There's a reason. So, um, for example, a few years ago, Rob and I found ourselves in kind of a rut, I would say. We were struggling to know what our future was going to look like. Um, we had a baby on the way and... We were just kind of, I don't know, we were in like a pit. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it just, everything seemed dark and our future didn't look so bright. And one night we sat down and we played Stupid Idea Time. Actually, this was after I gave birth because there was one involved. So (laughs) it definitely wasn't while I was pregnant. Um, We played Stupid Idea Time. We had uh, some wine, a whiteboard, and Stupid Idea Time is blue sky thinking. It is anything goes, nothing you say is stupid. You can throw out any idea in the world. So Rob and I were like, what if we opened a foot massage uh, parlor? Can you say parlor without it being creepy? Not really. No. no. You could be in 1800s though in the stagecoach. Yeah, but. there's that. Um, I mean, we had real stupid ideas like opening up a coffee shop with dogs. Like it was like a joint venture doggy coffee shop. I mean, there was all kinds of things thrown out um, on the list. And what we really wanted to do was um, get out of our current brick and mortar business and into something that was more location independent, or at least allowed us to move to Southern California where we wanted to go. Because we would have never, ever, ever made those decisions um, that truly impacted and changed our life without stupid idea time. Yeah, I mean that that came from uh, it, it again. It's it doesn't sound like I have an original. Did this one come from Seinfeld? This, no, no, no. no. <laughs> this this one came from. Um, Oh, what is the show Tia Leone's in? Madam President, Madam Secretary. Um, she, uh, they were sitting in the room and they were like, uh, you know, we're really stuck. We're trying to come up with this problem and they can't figure it out. And then, you know, one of the main characters looks over at uh, Madam Secretary and she goes, stupid idea time? And she goes, go for it. And then she came up with an idea. She goes, oh, let's do it. So it was like it gave that boardroom freedom to be an ass, to say something that may be viewed by everybody else as stupid. But when you create the parameter of stupid idea time, nobody could call it stupid because you called it stupid first. Okay, so let's talk about personal development. I am constantly consuming personal developments. And I am not constantly putting that personal development into action. Some of it I do. Some of it I don't. And Kim finds it, I'll speak for you, um, Kim finds it a little bit frustrating that I learn something but don't take action on it. And is there anybody listening right now who falls into that category? (laughs) My wife is really interesting. She is into personal development and does personal development, but not at the level that I do, but 10Xs me in implementation. Yeah, so I mean, first off, I think you were the original person doing personal development because you've been doing it since you were like nine, which is 462 years ago. Yeah, me and Tony, I was three years old and me and Tony Robbins were uh, together jumping up and down in my living room. I was was taking his training when I was three. But it's true. I mean, you actually turned me on to the world of personal development uh, when we started 
dating, you know, you and I each had a previous marriage that went south. You did? <laughs> oh, that was a different podcast. Mm. Um, you know, and we knew we needed to, we wanted to have a really strong foundation. And so in that, um, I mean, how great of a guy is that, by the way, ladies? He wanted to do relationship personal development prior to us getting married. Like it was important to him. Here's the thing I want to say about relationships and personal development though. You need to do it together. And it is really difficult to be one part of a two-person team and you're the only one doing the development uh, in yourself because you're going to grow and the other person is going to stay kind of where they are. And as you learn different strategies and tools and you have a like a toolkit, so to speak, from all of these different things that you've done. When you learn these things, you got to stick them in your toolkit and pull them out when they're needed. And then the second, like Rob said, is taking action. This man can consume information more and regurgitate more than any person I've ever met in my life. I just pray that it sticks, okay? I just I, I just keep bringing it in and I'm hoping something's going to stick. Yeah, well, it does. Some of it does stick for sure. I mean, even the Rob Review uh, part of your podcast is based around the fact that you're a massive consumer of information and you're really good at sharing it. You are less great at implementing it, but you're getting better. So I think the strategy that you got from, I believe our friend Hayden Vavra was to... Choose three things to implement. So you go to a seminar and you take 9,000 pages of notes that you are never, ever, ever going to look at again. You take pictures of the slides that pop up that you are never, ever, ever going to look at in your phone again. Um, Pick three things. And so what I've started doing at seminars or even when I'm reading a book, I will take notes in a notebook. But then when something is like, oh man, that is something I need to do. I put it on the first page. I really, really like that idea. When you put the when you put the three things in the in the front page, do you put them on the front page um, as you're hearing them? Yes. So I take notes of everything, and I'm going through the book, and I'm taking notes of everything that's interesting to me. But then you get that aha moment when you when someone says something or something in the book is is delivered. There's an aha moment of something that was like a like a mic drop. I take that and put it on the first page. So I might have 10 mic drops on the first page, but I'm only going to choose three to implement. Mm, so that so, way I so don't you, have so to you go put, through... Got it. So you put the mic drops on the front page and circle the three you want to take action. Exactly. I, I just don't want to have to go through 92 pages of notes to get to the the three things. I got it. I got it. All right. So we're going to try and keep these things short and sweet. Now, Kim, before, yeah. before I say that, oh, we're, we're going to do a Lewis Howe School of Greatness promotion, right? Yeah. So for anybody that goes over to iTunes, gives us a five, gives us, yeah, I guess us, right? A five-star review. You're going to go into the raffle to win a free ticket, a free ticket to the entire weekend at the School of Greatness. We're not going to kick you out on Saturday. You actually get to stay for the, for the entire weekend. And we're going to have a special roped off section uh, for those people that are into significance and want to feel really, really special. You're going to have a... Or just want to have reserved seating so they don't have to ha- fight the crowd. Yeah. So all you have to do is just go over there and uh, I think that's going to be... And you're it. pulling one ticket a week, right? I'm going to pull one ticket a one week. Twi- one ticket a week. One Twicket. One Twicket. And it is in uh, early October of 2018. All right, here we go. Remember to plug some play into your work hard day. Yeah, baby. Yeah.
Have a great day, everybody. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.